You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. What's going on, man? This is Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Excited for today's episode because we're doing something I've never done before. And I'm always trying to do new, interesting things on the podcast because it's fun. And so today, I have one of my former clients and not someone from years ago, but someone who recently was part of my one-on-one mentorship coaching program. His name is Matt. And I'm just going to go ahead and give him so much props right now because he was brave enough to come on here. And he's a listener of the podcast. That's You're going to find this out in a bit. Is That's how he found... That's why he's on right now. He found coaching through the podcast. He's an avid listener. And he was just excited to come on. I said, Hey, man, you know, after we were done with our sessions, we did a six-week course together. And afterwards, I said, You know what? You're awesome, dude. You should come on. You have just... You learned fast. You did some good things in the program. You got some good results. And you were just a great client to work with. And by the way, any client who's listening right now, I love all my clients. That's why you've, I've taken you on as a client. But Matt, as we talked about it, he was just was really interested in coming on and I wanted to have him on. So what we talk about today... And, I, and this is the thing. It's going to sound like this is one long episode that's an advertising for coaching. And listen, I'll be honest with you, in a way it, it is. Well, I believe in my program. I think everyone should get coaching. It's the best thing ever. It gets guys results. It's so powerful. It's awesome. So in a way, yes, I totally admit this is one long advertisement for it, but it's also really beneficial. Okay, It's really beneficial. Meaning I want guys to listen to this and hear about someone's journey. And I think it's important for you to hear someone's journey, whether you are interested in doing coaching or not. That's not really the point of the episode. It's more so to hear about what it's like for someone who's going through the exact same things that you're going through. Of course, every guy is going through a little bit something different, but there's a lot of similarities and a lot of patterns that happen with guys who listen to this podcast or are interested in in dating or game or just leveling up and, and being more attractive, right? There's a lot of similarities. And I think it's really important for guys to hear about another guy going through that journey. And then it's interesting because he's going to talk just a little bit about his coaching journey with me and the things that he learned and some of the results that he got. So we're taking it from the very beginning of a person just like you has listened to this podcast and where they were at and what they were doing before, and then their journey through going out and meeting women and the lessons that they learned. And, and another reason why I'm having Matthew on the podcast is because he's, well, he's a teacher himself, and he's very good at note-taking, and, and he's just very good at learning things. So he's very good at kind of speaking to this stuff. And so he's a great person to have on to have him really explain his journey. So Matt, I know you're listening right now. Thanks again, man, for coming on. And doing this. And I think a lot of guys are going to get a lot of benefit from it just to connect with someone who's going through something similar. And why not just have that person who's on, you know, actually went through it with me and did the coaching with me, right? We're all here and we're all learning this together. So it, it makes sense to have that person on. So I think you're really going to enjoy this. And, you know, just in your own head, give, give Matt just like a little, little round of applause, so to speak, because he's, he's taken the courage and bravery to come on here and share that and and do it with you. And it wasn't hard to convince him. He was interested in coming on. So it's pretty awesome to have him here. Anyway, 
If you're interested in coaching, you know what to do. Coachedbytrip.com. It's crazy. I've signed up a lot of clients recently. So I will admit, if you and I do work together, it's probably about a month out at this point. If you're listening to this in real time, I know this episode might be listened to years later. But if you're listening to this within a few weeks of release, it is about a month out, meaning we'll, we'll sign you up, but we won't work together for a month because it's, uh, I don't know, maybe it's the summer months. People are just you know going crazy. They want to get this part of their life handled, whatever it is. But yes, I encourage you, if you're interested in coaching, coachedbytrip.com. The link is in the show notes. You can apply today. And I would be interested in working with you if the application looks good. And if our phone call goes well, after I read your application, I will text you. We'll personally text you and reach out to you. And you and I have a chance to work together. For guys who are interested, but they're not ready to commit to coaching, and that's not something they want to jump into quite yet, I highly recommend then you do something that's a little bit lower barrier of entry and go and check out my Hooked program at getherhooked.com. That's my eight hour, I think, you know, eight to 10 hour course that teaches you everything that you're going to learn about in the coaching program, but it's self-coaching. You're doing it on your own without the mentorship. So it's amazing. It does help. I'd say probably over at this point, 2,000 guys have the program since the release a few years ago. So it's, uh, it's very popular because it gets guys results as well. It's just different from coaching. You won't be able to ask me questions and get those things answered or, or be held accountable, but it's the information that you're going to need. It's my whole TED system teaching you everything from meeting women to attraction, to going out, to approaching, to where to meet women and everything. So check that out, getterhook.com. And you can get that today if coaching is not the first thing you want to do. Either way, let's get into today's interview with my client, former client, actually. His name is Matt, and he's about to divulge his journey. Hey, Matt, what's going on, man? Hey, Trip, I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Doing good. I, uh, we were just talking about this before, and I'm really excited. This is the first time I've ever actually had a podcast listener on the show before. You're the first one. Of course, I've had people email in or write in, but you are the first person on the show. And one of the reasons why you're on is because we're going to talk a little bit about your coaching experience with me. Uh, we're going to talk about your story. We're just going to hear from you. And it's just really cool to have you here. So I'm, I'm sure, like you said before we started, it's a little surreal. Maybe you can you can mention that for a second. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Trip. Yeah, it's uh, pretty interesting uh, going from podcast listener to coaching client and then you know, kind of interviewing my story. I like it. So I've been looking forward to this for a long time. That's awesome. When did you find the podcast? It must have been early May, basically when Corona came and all the shit hit the fan. And yeah, probably around May is when I when I found the podcast. I had uh, found some other stuff uh, here and there online, but I wanted like I wanted a real like concise and specific person and just get all the information from one guy rather than like multiple multiple sources where you have a lot of conflicting information. I'm curious because I know that people, and I'm the same way, whenever I'm learning about a topic, I look at multiple people. I look at multiple coaches or people who are experts in their field and try to learn from multiple people. Was that, I'm sure that was for you too. Were you looking at least at other sources on YouTube or other podcasts at all? Like, did you, I mean, there's not a lot, I don't know. And 
I haven't looked up dating advice for myself in a while. And I don't tend to really dive too deep into the competition. But is there a lot of people out there giving advice on this stuff on other podcasts? You know, I, I haven't listened to other podcasts. Yours is the only one I ever listened to. Before you, I had a website that I was going to called Girls Chase. And I got quite a bit of good information off of there. And I still do from time to time. But what I've noticed with the coaching stuff is there's the same basic idea, right? Which is like, hey, you want to you know, develop your progress with women and you want to develop how you, you know, react with women. And mm-hmm. a lot of it is the same information, but there are different tactics and different ways to going to it. And there's even a lot of conflicting information out there. So I held myself to like two or three sources, you being one of them. But I, I, I didn't want to get all that conflicting information because there is, right? Like I'll give you an example. I remember I asked you, after you have sex with a girl you know, that night, what do I do the next day? Do I text her or do I wait for her to text me? Because one source that I found said, you never, ever, ever text a girl first because that shows like quote unquote weakness. But then I talked to you about it and you're like, yeah, you know, text her next next day and say, hey, you know, we had a great night. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's interesting too, because I actually see both sides. This is where it gets tough. Is I do, I see both sides. I understand the whole concept behind, and we'll talk about this specifically, right? I understand the whole concept behind don't text her the next day. Let her text you first. It gets her to chase you more. And that completely makes sense. And it probably will work. The reason why I told you that you should text her the next day is because what I found in my experience with mainly with a lot of clients who are going through this is if they don't text... And by the way, it's very specific what you text too, right? Like it, it all depends on what you're texting. You don't have to text the next day. You know, I would say you should be the first one. If she doesn't text you within a couple of days, you should be the first one to text because you're the one who's leading. And so what happens is if you don't text, you might make her feel slutty and she might feel used. And that actually might backfire on you. That actually might backfire. What might happen is she might feel like, oh, this guy is just a player. And then it could blow up in your face. Now, it's interesting because on the other end of things, it could also help. Like if a girl thinks, oh, he's a player, they might be more attracted to that. Not like them saying it to you. Like a girl's not going to say, oh, yeah, I'm attracted to him because he was a player. But biologically, they're attracted because they know that he's someone who can get women and that's social proof, and that can be very attractive. So you can kind of go either way with it. But I I always say this, right? Is For this situation, I think you have a higher risk of losing it than gaining attraction if you don't text in the next couple of days. You know, I don't think that if you text her the next day or two days later, she's going to be like, oh, well, I got him. He's good. I don't need to be with him anymore. Really, a woman becomes more invested in you after sex. So you sending that, I think, will actually continue attraction and still make her want to see you without running the risk of her being like, oh, that guy's a douchebag. Like, forget him. He just used me because I've seen guys who have blown it up that way where they don't contact the girl and the girl is just completely turned off and they actually lose the girl. But I don't think you're going to lose the girl if you end up texting her the next day or the day after that. And, you know, specifically, it's what you text her, right? If you tell her, hey, I had the most amazing time with you last night, that might be a little too much. That's like overkill. But you might say like, hey, last night was fun, you know, or something like to that matter. Or you don't even comment on the night, just a couple days later, you just use texting to ask her out again and lead, you know. So 
we're getting far off. Now I'm just giving advice and I want to talk to you more about stuff. But I, I just, I, I like that you brought that up because that's an interesting thing to talk about. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of conflicting information. Well, maybe not a lot. But yeah, yeah, that, that was the point, right? We were talking yeah. about conflicting information. For sure. Um, and so, okay, so you were saying you get a lot of it. There's a lot of it out there. And, and, and I agree, there is, you know. Yeah. So, how does one like you, I'm curious, as a person who's seeking this information, what makes you? Because that's probably very stressful. You're like one guy is saying this, the other guy is saying the exact opposite. So it's like I'm curious for you when you're going through this matter or when you went through it. How do you know who to trust? Uh, you know, it's it's kind of hard to who do you trust, right? The way that I see it is like the more people listening to somebody, like maybe possibly the more trustworthy is. Basically, what it came down to what I was doing when I started trying kind of picking and choosing of who I wanted to listen to and who I didn't. It was all kind of based off of honesty and authenticity because there's a lot of stuff out there about you know players and you play the girl and you know you bang her and then maybe you don't see her again or whatever. That's not my style, right? Like I consider myself a, a nice, genuine person, and I'm not the kind of guy who wants to deceive a woman or the kind of guy who just wants to like bang her and never speak to her again. Like I wanted the what I felt was the most honest approach. To do this, and you know, going through finding different things on YouTube, and I didn't really listen to other podcasts, but when I came across your podcast, that is what struck me. It was like this guy is going through this as honestly as he can without giving up too much, right? Because you don't want to tell, you know, give up too much, and then you're just gonna, you know, shoot yourself in the foot. But yeah, just the whole honesty of when I found your podcast, I was like, yeah, I can really jive with this guy better than some of the other stuff that I found. Not that yeah. the other stuff that I found was like really deceptive because I felt that being myself, I wouldn't even like approach that kind of thing. But yeah, your podcast and the way that you do things to me is very, it's very straightforward. It's very scientific from a man's perspective and honest. That's, you know, that's what I like. Cool. That's awesome. No, that's great. And, and I agree, you know, it's, it all depends on who you connect with. And I think that's one of the best ways to, to know who's going to be a good coach for you or to be a good resource for you and the information, you're going to just connect right naturally with someone more than others. And that was the same thing for me when I was going through it. When I was learning about dating advice you know, over 10 years ago, and there were certain people that I connected with and certain people that I didn't. And same goes for me now when I'm looking up information or looking at other gurus or experts or whatever in different fields as who do I just vibe with? And it just it just kind of is or it isn't, you know. It's there or or it's not. So okay, cool. So you found the How to Talk to Girls podcast. You listened to it for a few months, and because uh, it was this, it was 2020 in, in May that you found it. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, it's so funny because I only whenever I get on the phone with someone who's interested in coaching, and they mention the podcast, I always go, "Oh, how long have you listened to it for?" And it's never, it's always someone who just found it. Because I think when you and I first talked, you just found it. You were very new to the podcast because we, we just worked together this summer. So it's either someone who just found it or someone who's like, oh, I've been listening to it for, for years. And it's never anyone in between. So I guess you were one of those, those new people who found it and, and you decided to do coaching. So what, what made you want to reach out and do coaching? Where did you feel you were having a lot of issues? And the reason why I'm asking this is because I, feel like anyone who's listening right now could relate. And one of the reasons why I brought you on here was to help guys or at least show guys 
you're not, you know, they're not alone. You know, it's like when you go on YouTube, you see the comments and the likes and you see all that stuff. And so you can see what's going on. With podcasts, you just listen to it and there's no social media attached to it. You just don't know what's going on. So it's cool to have someone like you on here. And it'd be cool to hear your experience so guys can relate to that. And I think there's something therapeutic and just nice to hear. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about why did you search out the podcast? What was your problems? And then why did you decide to even take the leap into coaching? What were some of those issues that you were having? Right. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go ahead and just start kind of at the beginning of what I call my journey. I was in a long-term relationship for uh, about a year and a month uh, with a girl. And then she texted me one day. Uh, she came over and she's like, uh, it's over. It's a pretty emotional experience for both of us. It's actually 420, which is the only reason I remember when I got dumped is because it's 420, which I find hilarious. And then instead of you know, feeling sorry for myself and you know, moping around, laying around, you know, that's, that's not my style. So I got some closure with her. You know, I love to reflect right, and see what I did wrong so I can fix what I'm doing wrong. Because you know, if you're doing something over and over and over, you're just not fixing the problem. So yeah, I got dumped. And then yeah, a couple of days went by and I was like, all right, well, let's get, let's get back on the train. And then when I started getting back on the train, as it were, I realized that I'm not very good with women. And it's funny because I'm a pretty big dude. I'm really fit. I consider myself pretty good looking. And you know, based on what the media will portray, like I should be like swimming in girls, but I, I'm, I'm not. And I realized like beforehand, before I had my girlfriend, that I also re- wasn't really good with women. I just kind of like, I kind of fell into it. Like I talked to her at the gym and then like it all kind of just worked out. And I felt like I was lucky at that point. But after that, after our relationship had ended, I started, you know, looking more, uh, started looking for the, you know, for a podcast and I found yours and just, just looking for information because I'm a really driven person, right? I want to be. I want to be good at things that I want to be good at and everything else seems to take a back seat. And it actually happened at a great, great time because I mean, I teach, right? So the last quarter of our school was like, it was all online and it was really, really easy. And I'm like, there's not a better time for me to get better with women than now because not only had COVID struck at this point, so people were more doing more Tinder and whatnot. So I'm like, this is the perfect time for me to do this. And I know there's a lot of other guys out there who are like, well, you know, I got to work five days a week and I got to do this and I got to do that. And I'm just like, you just got to do it, right? You got to put yourself out there and then just do it. So I started with reading articles and listening to your podcast. I was about to get your program hooked uh, and just start working off of that. But I thought to myself, I was like, if I really want to get good at this and a short span of time that I had, which was the summer where I had no work, no school, no real obligations besides like my dog and paying my rent. I was like, I need to like sprint through this because I figured if I would have just done your hook program and listened to your podcast, I would have had like pretty decent success. But I know like having a coach really would have turned it from an, from a jog to like a sprint. And I didn't... how did you know that? Because that's usually something I have to educate people on when they're interested in coaching. like That's what I say to guys. But I'm curious, like, how did you realize that? Because I, I don't think that's common sense necessarily to any guy who's looking for coaching. I guess in a way, because I'm thinking about myself, like I've signed up for coaching before, but I've signed up for like fitness training before. But really, 
I signed up for fitness training, not even for the time purposes, which is the clear benefit. But my mind wasn't even thinking that. I was like, well, I just want to make sure I'm doing it right. Like That was my thing. So I'm curious, where in your brain did you kind of know that that was something that you wanted as a benefit? Well, so I, I made the correlation. Uh, when I first started teaching, I had to make all my own lesson plans, right? And my lesson plans literally took about four to five hours a night for one day. And some of the other teachers were like, well, why don't you just go to like this website and like buy your lesson plans? And I, and I had like kind of like a pride in it about like, no, I want to make my own lesson plans. Like I can do it myself. But after like two weeks of spending four to five hours a night doing a lesson plan for one day was like, this is tolling. So I just I went and bought the lesson plans. It was $500 for, for the whole year. And it cut down my time of lesson planning from four to five hours to like maybe one to two hours because the information was already there. And I didn't have to start from square one. And I thought to myself, this same concept can be applied to coaching, right? Because I can you know, have my pride and my ego and you know, figure it all, all myself. Or I can go ahead and have coaching and have somebody tell me, yes, this is what you need to do. No, don't do that. These are the mistakes you're making. This is what I want you to focus on. So really just get a coach and put my ego aside. And I, that's why I realized I was just like, I can do this myself. Yeah. But my results aren't going to be as good. And I'm not going to make the progress that I want in the time that I'm allotted if I just did it myself. So I was like, you know what? Just get coaching. Like, Just yeah. do it. You have the money and you have the time. And you have the commitment to this because this is something that I've sucked at. Maybe not sucked at, but pr- not very great my entire life. And you know, it's something I want to get good at. So I was like, people you know, hire personal trainers to get good at fitness. Why can't I hire you know, a trainer for my my game as it were right like my journey so and looking back i don't i don't regret a single thing cuz i could have done it on my own yeah but would i have made the progress that i made to where i am right now i seriously doubt it yeah no it's interesting too is we do that as guys too we we tend to do that like we we look to our ego like no i can do it myself you know there's that funny uh story you know that all the couples tell where you know, the guy doesn't need directions. He'll figure it out. He doesn't need to stop at the gas station to ask for directions when he's going on a road trip right, with yeah. his wife. He'll, he'll just figure it out. Like we have that, like, I'll just figure it out thing. And you could do that. You can go that route. For me personally, and I would imagine that other guys would relate to this, and, and you clearly did too, is like, I don't care about the ego part. Like, I don't care about being like, I did it myself. Like, you do it yourself anyways. Like when you and I were coaching, like the coaching process, I'm not doing it for you. You're doing it, but it's okay to ask for help. I'd rather see for me and for you too, Matt, it sounds it's like, I'd rather just get the results. Like I just want results. I just want to get to the end. I don't need it to be, I didn't ask anyone for help. It's actually stupid not to do it. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's like everyone anywhere who's ever succeeded at anything has always asked for help or assisted in something. You know, you better believe that the most, you know, the richest people or the most successful people, the people who have the best results that you've ever seen in anything ever have always gotten help from somebody. That's why, you know, sports teams have coaches and it just goes on and on. But it is funny how we want to do it ourselves. And and the reminder here is you are doing it. I can't go and approach the girl for you. I'm not you and I'm not the one having conversation. You're just getting assistance on how to do it correctly. And there doesn't have to be this ego in terms of like, well, I figured it out. 
all on my own and I took the action. That doesn't really matter. What matters is you are getting the results and creating the life that you want and no one can do it for you. It's just literally not possible. So that's really cool that you discovered it that way. Yeah. No, nobody okay. cares how you got to the destination. All they care about is like, did you get there? It's like, oh, I got it. I got there myself, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, yeah, great, cool. But like what happened at the end? Like what were your results? Right. Yeah. What happened at the end? So, well, I guess we can, we can talk about that now. So we did our coaching. We worked together. I pushed you hard. You were, by the way, and this is the reason why I'm having you on the podcast is you were a great student. You were very coachable. You got on the phone with me. You never missed a call. You did exactly what I told you to do. I held you accountable to do it and you did it. You didn't make any excuses. And you were, I mean, you were just a really great client because you listened to the things that needed to be done. And of course, what happens is you got results from that. And that's what made you successful. So now, after you've done the coaching and you were coachable and a great student, what kind of results did you see? What kind of things happened that occurred from doing the coaching and like you said earlier, speeding up that whole process? The main thing that I really acquired from all of our coaching and from you know my research and listening to your podcast was just the, the techniques that I needed in order to go up and approach women, right? Like my approach anxiety was never like terrible. Like, I mean, you always have a little bit of approach anxiety and that happens. But what I needed was basically the the techniques, right? Like how you, uh, Ted, what you talk about, right? Like eye contact and voice fluctuation, all that. Like growing up, I didn't have any kind of like role model of like how to go pick up chicks. So like I was, I just didn't know what to do, right? Like I didn't understand that eye contact was important. I didn't understand you know, that dominance was important. I just, I didn't know. So all the things that you taught me, which was all the techniques, right? When you go up to a woman and you know, say hi, just going up to them. And just like what you said, like, it doesn't really matter what you Starting say. Start the conversation. Yeah. You just want to, you know, start the conversation and just different things to do, different strategies and different techniques that you need to have in order to to be successful right because you can be you know really good looking and you know really buff or whatever but if you sound like porky the pig when you go walk up to a woman then it's not going to work out no matter no matter what cool cool what other kinds of results did you see from from the coaching program i mean i definitely saw myself getting more confident with going up to women and just realizing that it's just it's not a big deal right like the first one is always the hardest one to get out of the way. In fact, one, one of the times when I went up and approached a girl, she was walking and then I kind of went up beside her and you know tried to get in front of her a little bit. And then I started talking to her and she gave me this real freaked out look and then just like walked faster and then just like left. And I just stood there and I just laughed and laughed and laughed. I'm just like, that's like the worst result I'm going to get today. So everything on from this point is going to be easier. Like no problem. It's all going to be gravy. Cool. And where are you now? What's been going on the, the last few weeks? Because I know we stopped coaching a few months ago. We were done with everything. And what's been happening now? Right. So I, I'm not hitting it as hard uh, as I used to because I'm, I'm getting back into work and get back into school again. But if there's a girl who's you know on the outside, I had no problem with going on and talking up to her. I know right now with uh, COVID, like all the bars are closed. like All the nightlife is gone. And day game can be pretty difficult. 
Right now, I've just really been focusing on work and Tinder because that's really what I have time for right now. And even with Tinder and some of the coaching that you gave me when it came to how to text girls or you know, seducing a woman on the date or like what have you, all those lessons that I've learned, I've put towards Tinder, like how to text a girl because there's a right way to do it and there's a very wrong way to do it. And just like absorbing all the information that you gave me. And actually, I made up... I know I told you this. I'm a big note taker and I have all of my notes, basically what we talked about, the steps on how to do things, how to pick up girls, how to text them, seducing them during the date. Like I have all of these notes that I have uh, in my phone and on my computer. So in case like I forget something, I just pick up my notes. I'm just like, oh yeah, that's right. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. So I can kind of like refresh myself. Nice. Yeah, I'm curious, did you have any, you know, through the time we worked together, did you sleep with any women or make out with any women or get any dates? Oh yeah, for sure. My number of girls I slept with up until before I started with you was three. And then going and working with you, that increased to about eight. So almost two and a half, two times, more than two times the amount of women. What did we do? Six weeks together or 12 weeks? I don't remember. Yeah, we did six weeks. Okay, so we did... Oh, wow. So that was a lot. That's a lot in six weeks. Yeah, so approximately one girl a week. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I was, I was you know, really happy with that because before then, it was just like I would have had no chance. That's awesome. I'm curious. I know you have a lot of notes and you're really good at note-taking and, and you're very good at learning. What's just one thing? Just one thing that sticks out the most to you? in terms of what you've written down or the notes that you've taken? like What for you was kind of like, wow, that hit me hard. That was something I didn't... Either you didn't realize or, or something you never knew was true or just something even, even if it was something you knew, but you learned it again. Or, and it just made a big impact on the way you look at dating or your success with dating and women. Is there anything that sticks out? And, and I know there might be multiple, but I just want kind of like one that you just want to share. Oh, so the, <laughs> I know it's kind of hard. There's so many like there. This is such a learning experience, and just like such an emotional like toll that's absolutely worth taking. The one thing that I kind of look at that I a big mistake that I made in the beginning was talking to uh, girls about my journey. Not not just the girls who I was like talking to, but just like any girls. So I realized basically in the middle of my journey when you told me, which was you don't... And I, I've been told this before and I don't know why I didn't think about it. You don't talk about Fight Club, right? You, you don't share these kind of tactics with the women who you're you know, seeing. Or, and I basically came to this conclusion, I don't really want to share this information with basically any women who I know because... Uh, well, I'm curious. What drew, what drew you to want to share that? So what drew me to... I love reflection, Trip. Like I love to reflect. Like when I meditate, I meditate for ten minutes, well, twenty minutes daily, and then after that, I like reflecting on on the things that I've done. And I wanted a female's perspective on what's happening, right? Because I had gotten female's perspective. Like I have a cousin, uh, and I told her about it, and she thought it was interesting. And I have a best friend who you know lives in a different city. Uh, she's in a girl, so I was like, okay, well, you know, she's probably fine to you know talk with us about. But I just wanted the perspective on like what a woman would think about this. And the most of the time when I talked about it, they were in big disagreement about like my tactics and what I was doing. They thought I was being a player. And I name to- one, name one tactic. I'm really curious. What was the tactic that they were like, oh no, that doesn't work? And you're like, in your head, you're like, yeah, it does. 
<laughs> God, I, I can't. I can't think of one like off the top of my head, like a, like a tactic. So one thing is like kind of making sure that you don't text back too quick, right? Because you don't want to seem too needy. There was a couple of girls who I told that, and all they did is like roll their eyes, and I'm like, well, like believe me, I don't like playing that game either. But if that's the way it needs to be played, like if I got to wait, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, before I text them back, like that's just how it is. And I know that girls do that too. So like the idea that they kind of roll their eyes about it, I think is really hypocritical because these same girls who I told that do the same thing to me sometimes. I, I know it for a fact. Right. So, and we're all hypocrites, right? We, we, of course, we want a girl to text us back right away too. Like, you know, it, it goes both ways. And it, it, that's, it, listen, it's normal. We all want the person to text us back right away. No one says, I hope that when I text this girl, she responds back in an hour. No, we want it now because we want the confirmation that she's interested. But we also know, on the other hand, that when we don't respond back right away, it does create a little more mystery, a little more intrigue, and a little more of that chase, right? So that does happen. And you just have to do it that way. Here's the thing, though is what men and women don't really understand. Is that that is what creates attraction. So at the end of the day, that is what we want. Like a woman does want you to act like a player. She thinks she doesn't, but she really does. Or else she won't become attracted. So it's like, yes, we don't want that, but we also know that we're going to become attracted if that happens. Of course, there's a limit, right? If if you're playing so many games and you're just completely manipulating a person, that's a different story. But on the basic level of creating attraction, you can't be needy and you can't show too much interest. It's going to ruin it on either end. On either end. Well, I'm curious your thoughts on that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've actually, I mean, I've I've done that myself, where you just, you know, you text and you know. Even asking like, hey, how's your day? You know, whatever. And when things go back and forth really quick, it's like the fire is just like, boom. And it's like, it's burning, it's burning, it's burning. And then after that, sometimes it kind of like falls off and it's just like, well, like that, that fire is not there anymore. Why is it not there anymore? And it's because you two are texting back really, really quickly. And then like, it's just like, it feels like the fire just kind of burns out sometimes. So I think it is important to, you know, not text back too quickly. I mean, it's just an example. Of you know of a strategy, but you know not texting back too quickly. And if she doesn't text back, you realize okay, yeah, there's a game being played here, and I have to play this game the way that it needs to be played. Because if I try and make my own rules, then like I'm just gonna end up like I was before all this happened, which was not very good with women. So I got to make sure that I'm not slipping back into my old bad habits. I'm not slipping back into things that I used to do that didn't get me results. I need to make sure that I'm progressing with what I've learned. And implementing it to the best of my ability. Right. And that's the thing about coaching is, you know, we could have coached for a year, and I do have people who do coach with me for a full year, but no matter what, you're never going to have a coach forever. You're always going to eventually be on your own. And so you need to make sure, and I do this in the coaching program as much as I can, is to make sure that I'm. Letting you know at the least, because awareness is the first step of knowing that you're going to have to continue this after we're done. You know, like we're, you're going to have to eventually, I'm not going to be there to say, okay, did you get your approaches in this week? Okay, did you do that this week? Okay, did you, you're going to have to do it on your own. So that's something you have to know is if you don't use it, you lose it. But the good news is 
is, you know, the minimum program that I do at least is six weeks, which is hopefully enough time to create habits. But you can kill habits really easily. So you got to make sure that you're continuing the whole process in terms of going out, approaching, working on, you know, whatever you're doing with your online dating. I think no matter what, the techniques, the confidence will be installed in you. So that seems to be a little bit more permanent. But if you don't do anything with it, what's the point? So are you doing anything? I mean, you told me before this call that things have slowed down for you a little bit. And I appreciated your honesty. It's like, you know, of course, you know, it's not like gasoline on the fire when you're doing coaching. So clearly things have slowed down. How are you trying to combat that? How are you trying to make sure that you're going to continue to use this stuff as you move on without me by your side? Right now, it's tough because COVID is going on. So like the night game is basically shut down. I mean, it's, it's not completely shut down, but... Uh, a Where big are you located problem. again? I'm in Phoenix, Arizona right now. Ah, that's right. Phoenix. Okay, cool. Yeah. So basically what I do is throughout my day, if I'm going to go like say go shopping and I find... I see an attractive girl, like I'm just like, okay, I can go up and approach her. No problem. Because I already got that skill set and making sure that I continue that skill set. Or if I, like, if I'm at a dog park or if I'm taking a walk or if I'm you know, doing whatever... If there's an attractive girl, I can, you know, go up and talk to her, no problem, and continue doing this so that I don't, you know, kind of dry up about it. Or, you know, when I'm texting a girl, you know, just making sure to keep on going and not just sulk back into what I once was. And just like you said, like just like practicing, just like going to the gym, right? You practice, you go out. I know that once the bars near me open up back again, I'll be going out couple times a night, probably on the weekends, and you know, keep doing this and keep practicing and keep getting better, you know, so I don't lose what I've gained so far. But I mean, right now it's just as I go out, I'll see a woman and it's like it's easy. It's no problem. Just go up and approach her. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Is there any words of wisdom that you would like to share with the guys listening? You know, there's uh, probably upwards of anywhere between 10 to 20,000 guys that will be listening to this over the course of the next about three months and maybe more after that. So not to put any pressure on you, but I just wanted to give you the idea that a lot of people listen to this. You have ears right now. So what, if anything, do you have to tell these guys? And and not in terms of like pushing them towards coaching. I, I don't mean, we're not trying to sell coaching here, but just like from your experience, like what is it that you would like to share with guys who are going on this journey as well. There's no better time than now, right? Like it's so easy to make excuses of, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll make a plan. I'll, you know, get to it later. It's so easy to wait and so easy to make excuses. And you just got to get to the point where you're just like, this is something I really want to be good at. So fuck it. I'm just going to do it now. And I'm just going to just dive, you know, head first, go in. I don't care what happens. I don't care if it's hard. I don't care if it's difficult. Just do it, right? Because right now I'm reading a book called uh, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. He's a Navy SEAL. And the whole premise of the book is you take ownership for everything you do, right? So if you suck with women, like get better with women, like do it now, right? Like you can make up excuses, you know, or realize like what I did was, you know, society taught you the wrong, (laughs) the wrong way to do this. And it sucks. And my parents didn't teach me how to do it. And that sucks. But once you take ownership of, okay, yeah, I get it. 
I was misled up to this point. But now that you understand that you're misled, like it is your job. This is your responsibility to get better at this because nobody's going to be doing this for you, right? Nobody's going to be telling you to go out and, and you know, pick up chicks and, and, and do whatever. This is on you. So just fucking do it at this point, right? Like just go out there. There's always going to be an excuse. For me, it was a great time when COVID happened. I was out of work. It was a great time for me, but just like, Right now is the best time, not later. Like right now. And don't be afraid. Women are not nearly as mean as you think they are. They're actually very wonderful creatures when you get to know them and they open up to you and you open up to them. And this has been definitely a life-changing experience for me. Right? This is something that I knew was important, but I had never really gotten around to it because I was always kind of dating and I've been in long-term relationships before. But like... This this is like very 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 important, you know, finding a person who you want to be with possibly for the rest of your life, and like that is not something that needs to be put off, right? This isn't some chore that you can sweep under the rug because you need to do it now. Because if if you don't, then you know, have fun masturbating your entire life. <laughs> well said, well said. Thanks, Ben. I know I agree with all that, hundred percent. There is no time like now, and if not now, when? Right. So why not get this part of your life handled? Whether you do coaching, whether you invest in a program like Hooked, or whether you just simply take the advice that you know you listen to on a podcast like this and just apply any of it. A lot of guys will listen to a podcast and they'll just it's entertainment in the sense where they're learning it, but it's entertainment because it becomes this fantasy in your head. And by the way, I can speak to this perfectly because I went through this. You watch stuff, you listen to stuff, it becomes a fantasy in your head of, of you using this stuff. So it's like watching a movie, right? We're entertained when we watch crazy movies and fun movies because it's fantasy. You get to just kind of put yourself in a, in a fantasy world for a second. And the fantasy here is using it and getting results from it. So right. guys listen to it as an odd form of entertainment yet they don't end up doing anything with it. Where this isn't a movie. You can actually get results if you listen to things, use them, get up off your ass and, and move and put some things into practice, whether it's approaching, online dating, whatever it is. right? So really the lesson here is, and from what you're saying is, make the moves, do it now, get out there. It's not as scary as you think. So Matt, Absolutely. thanks, man. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, Matt. Thanks again. I, I wish you luck in the future. I'm sure I'll hear from you in the future. And uh, and I'm just going to say thank you on behalf of all the guys for sharing your experience. And I know this is not something that a lot of guys would feel comfortable coming on and sharing because it's not easy. Like No one wants to talk about their, their vulnerabilities, especially as a guy who's not doing well with women. That's not an easy thing to do. So uh, on behalf of, of everyone who's listening and myself, thanks for sharing your story and we appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Chip. You're, uh, let's just say this, you changed my life for the better. Awesome. That's great to hear. I really appreciate that. Well, I set it up and you knocked it down. So it's teamwork, you know? Hell yeah. <laughs> cool, dude. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Everyone who's listening, thanks for listening and hope you enjoyed that. Take care.